career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, it is time for 40 plus real men and real talk where we get naked with our truth. We'll state some of the obvious and we're gonna get right to the point and we're gonna totally talk about the erectile dysfunctions of our lives, man to man. And today I've got a good friend of mine, Leo Cardenas, who is going to be sharing, talking, and dishing it up with me about something that's common for both of us. We both have gone through divorces, we have kids that we're raising as single parents, and then on top of that, we are also trying to run a business. And I thought this would be a really good subject because, well, a lot of guys have gone through divorce. They may be doing the single parent thing, shuffling kids back and forth, and whether you're working a full-time job or trying to work a full-time job and start doing that thing you really want to be doing, it can totally suck. So, hey, Leo, I am so glad to have you here, man, and part of this new discussion and new new adventure. Can you believe I'm doing something new again? It's kind of great. Hey, man, I'm glad you're doing it. Somebody, somebody has to do it. So that that's we can right. Get it that's back. right. Just like somebody has to drink <laughs> wine, too, so it might as well be you and me. So there we That's go. right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you are a divorce guy um, pretty fairly recently, right? Uh, two years, yes. Yeah. So that in divorce life, that's pretty recent. You're still working. It is pretty recent. I know they, they actually have a measurement out there in the dating world. It's like you have to be in a certain uh, amount of years before they consider you for a serious relationship, apparently. Wow. <laughs> Boy, what? Well, yeah, I guess it was kind of that way when I, yeah, I, I got divorced twenty, almost twenty years. Oh, it's been twenty years ago at this point. And um, of course, you know, for guys who are just starting to learn about Rick and what forty plus is all about, yeah, I'm the gay guy on the on the scene, and Leo's the straight guy tonight. But um, yeah, it was, it was definitely. Um, I went through some of that too, man, because I remember one of the guys I was talking to once in a bar and. Having a great time thinking, okay, this could be dating potential here. You know, like we all kind of get that first time, like, wow, everything really works. And then the next thing I know, I'm looking at my watch going, oh, crap, I need to go get the kids. And he looked at me, he's like, kids? I'm like, yeah, I've got two kids. And in his perfectly, like, bitchy gay voice, he goes, oh, you're a breeder. I'm like, really, man? You know, seriously, you know, sorry I touched the vagina, but hey, that's the way it is for some of us. So, you know, but uh, I think you probably get the same thing. You probably get that, oh, so you've been married. And the first thing people probably think, or, you know, whatever I think is, so what kind of baggage does he have? And I'm not talking right. to baton or <laughs> I'm talking well, to real baggage here. I think at my age, I mean, it, there's no expectation that I'm going to find somebody that has not been married. I mean, right, I'm, 40, exactly. I'm 45, so at this point, either um, if I go way too young, then they want to get married, and I don't want to get married again, at least right. not right now, or they want to have kids, and I don't want to have kids. I'm done. I have one and done, and he's 16, and he's almost out of here. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, yes, you all come with, with a certain amount of baggage, and, and you you expect that from somebody else as well, I think, you know. Uh, and we, I think, 
I only share share this with a really good friend, so you are getting this one. But I think we all have a certain first here. I'm actually a certain. Yeah, you have a certain checklist in your head. Of, yeah. You know, pros and cons. But but I added two columns to mine. One is the. Can I say bad words here or no? Oh yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one one is my holy shit, which is really amazing good stuff that somebody might have. Right. And then the other one is the what the fucks. And these are things that like you check one mark there and we're done. Like there's just no no other way around it. So I think everybody has their own list. I agree. Uh, and they have their checkpoints. And one of them, at least from somebody that I met, it's like, no, you have to be divorced for at least two years. So <laughs> there's all these standards, you know, two years, you still got to have your hair, you know, you know, what's the size of your bank account? It's, it's crazy stuff, but it, it's how we sort and sift, you know, it's how we sort and sift in this crazy world post being married and then trying to go do the thing again. But you brought something up that I think a lot of people jump right to is I'm not really ready to do the marriage thing again. And then that suddenly like, catapult you into a whole nother realm of, oh, okay, well, you belong over there with them, you know? <sighs> and then it's, it's like it's, you're not even worth looking at. You're like the dog food in the bowl, you know, <laughs> on the floor. Well, but the opposite is true as well because sometimes we are not really looking for the long-term super serious relationship, and they are. So for for us or for me, that would be, no, there's – I'm you're – almost finishing the book and you're going to find your Prince Charming at the end. Me, I just started reading this thing. So mm -hmm. we're in two different, I mean, completely, maybe even two different books at this point. Exactly. And um, you have to, I mean, you, it's fair that they feel that way, but it's fair for us to feel that way. Like I'm just starting to navigate this waters and, and mm -hmm. uh, they've been navigating it for a few years. So they're, they're ready for it. And I'm not, so you're going to find somebody that kind of, at least reading the same book you are. Well, exactly. And I, I love that you brought this up, man, because sometimes we get so hung up on, ah, they're not in the same place as me. And then we get pissed off and suddenly, you know, whatever. And then whether it's us or them, and then the next thing you see is out the door they go and don't let the door get you on the way out, you know? But if we really realize it's okay to be in different spaces, and then that just means we're not meant to do this. Or yeah. we're not meant to do it the way we thought we were going to do it. It may turn out, hey, you might still go out on dates and have some fun. Maybe a little booty call every once in a while. Who knows? <laughs> but it depends on where they are. But, man, people get so up. And, I'm, and I want guys to realize it's not just women I'm talking about. Because gay men do this stuff, too. So, trust me, it, it's the same stuff. It's just, well, different stuff. It, it, it just, I mean, you, you have to... I Unless you want a serious, serious relationship, then you can get yep. your questions out of the way early to find out, you know, if you don't want to waste time, yeah. uh, you know, dating and stuff like that. But if you, if you're not ready, then don't, don't ask any of those questions. They'll, they'll come up and you know, then you decide, you know, yeah. and, but, but if they're looking for something serious and you're not, then it's fair to tell them right away that that's not where you are. So you don't waste their time. Yeah. So then here we are doing all this stuff, trying to move it forward, trying to like get back on our feet, whatever that looks like. It could be feet from uh, being out in the dating world, maybe, you know, getting used to paying if we have to do the alimony child support thing, you know, all this stuff. And then on top of that, we got kids, which yeah. love them to death. But then we got to navigate that piece. And then on top of that, you and I were guys who like are out there running our own business. And suddenly all this stuff starts colliding. 
it's like, okay, well, today I was supposed to be doing this. Now I got to go get, you know, pick up my kid. <laughs> and then, oh, wait, now that date I thought I was going to have, but then somebody else said, hey, we should go out. Oh, I can't do that because oh, I got this, you know. How do you personally try to juggle all this? I know that's kind of a big question, but, you know, what is some of the stuff you do when it's like, okay, everything is crashing. <laughs> I don't have time. What's something you try to do to keep your sanity? Well, I think, I think it's, you know, one of the things is that you have to enjoy being with your kids and you have to yeah. also have a partner, uh, not a partner, but at least your ex that is willing to take the kids when, uh, when you can't, right? right? So at least in my case, we, at least right now, we're in a place where if I call her and say, hey, I'm traveling next week, I know that yeah. it's my week, but do you mind taking him for a couple of days? Uh, and that works out. I don't necessarily do that if I have to go out on a date and say, right. hey, can I dump you off somewhere? Uh, I try not to go out if I have him here. Uh, but he's 16. So right. at this point, if I, if I need to go out, if I want to go out, I can't. Uh, and it's really not a big issue uh, with him. But when I travel, I do make sure that he's, uh, he's somewhere else, with, at least with his mom or with friends, uh, if I need to go. So yeah, yeah. And you just kind of touched on something that reminded me of something I did, my kids were really young. I mean, my kids were like two and six when this all unfolded for them. And so we had, I had long years ahead before, you know, we were going back and forth for years and years and years. But then when the girls got old enough, it was like, hey, are you guys okay with, my, then my husband was in my life, but are you okay with dads going and doing this? Do you need a babysitter? Do you not need a babysitter? And I think the big thing is having the conversations with the kids or kid at a level that they can really get it. You know, sometimes I think we don't, oh, we can't talk to the kids about this. You actually can talk to kids about a lot of stuff that we adults think, oh, no, we can't do this. But you've got a 16-year-old, and I'm quite sure you can have some of those conversations about, okay, you know, I might like to go out on a date, but I'm not going to leave you hanging here, and I'm going to try to be really respectful but, you know, soon he's going to be 17, then 18, he's going to be kind of his own guy. How do you approach these conversations with your son? Because I know for me, it was very much, you know, I looked at my girls, I'm like, okay, we are now seven and eight, so there's certain things we can talk about, and then we get to further things, and of course, you know, the whole don't say anything bad about mom was like, you know, I had to tie my tongue a few hundred thousand times. <laughs> yes. Yes. We all have today, to do I was doing that. Trust me. There was a situation that came up today and I'm like, okay, I cannot say anything to the girls about this, but I am like going to wait till my husband gets home and then we're going to open that glass of bottle of wine. <laughs> okay. So here's what went down. No, I, yes. no, I think, I think, I think you have to, I mean, at least in my case, I don't want to be out in the dating world and have to let him know about every single person that I go out with. So I think when once I find somebody that I want to spend more time with and hang out with a little bit more, then if I have to um, introduce him or whatever, then it'll happen and, and yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But right now, you know, if I have to go out, I just say I'm going out with some friends. That's it. Like, I don't have to make a big deal out of anything. So, uh, and you, but you could handle it. That's really important. The bigger deal you make out of certain things in this post-divorce world and bigger things that you make, a, you know, with your ex or whatever, it's just going to make it worse. If you can try to find the path where it's like, okay, I'm not going to make a big deal about this. I'm going to talk about it, but let's not like blow it out of proportion because as soon as, you know, and it's really hard because I can like blow things out of proportion really well. 
it makes it so much easier for everything to work. Yes. And I think a lot of people miss that because they don't come from spaces. You know, it sounds like you've got a pretty amicable, you know, relationship with your ex. I did for many, many years and now we don't. And that's okay because the kids are their own people at this point. So, you know, other than maybe a graduation or weddings, grandchildren. Yeah, there's nothing else you have to share. I really don't have to share anything else. But this piece where people think, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to use this to dig. It really doesn't work. It really doesn't work. And I think guys, yes, we tend to get this more, I think, in the quote divorce world. We feel like, man, we're just getting screwed. But I also would invite guys to think, what did I do to maybe really make her want to put that screwdriver on my back? You know? And sometimes I, I just say so many things about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only have a few more minutes, man. So you're going to have to talk fast if you're going to share too much. But yeah, I'd love that perspective. But we, how we, do you- we, well, we're, we're magnets to it. I think no matter yeah. what, eventually it depends on who ended the relationship. And I think, yeah. you know, I think people hate you when you're successful. Yes. And people hate you when you were able to move on and you start seeing other people, whatever. That causes friction. So whoever is more successful first is always going to cause more friction of the other person. So in my case, it was, you know, it was me that moved on. And, uh, you know, I, I could feel the resentment for a while. But at least for now, I don't think there's, there's more. But who knows? Yeah. But you're in, you're in an interesting space where you can see this. A lot of people don't observe that. They're like, okay, I get this. This whole, whether it's successful financially or successful moving on in relationships or whatever it may be, if you can observe that, okay, I'm sure this is going to push a trigger. So let's think about how this trigger might unfold and how can I best be ready to respond, not react, respond to it if it happens. And a lot of people don't. They're like, oh, no, I was just going to do this. And, oh, wait, shit, I didn't think about that was really going to push a button. <laughs> and sometimes it's the littlest things. And even today as I pushed a button, I'm like, fuck, why did I? <laughs> why did, okay, well, it's done now. But, oh, but I, I, I kind of disagree because I don't think you can be, I mean, yes, you can be proactive about certain things, but you can't live your life. If you want to move on, you want to be happy, you can't live your life thinking, what if I, what's the cost, what's what's going to happen? I mean, it's walking on eggshells and that's what I did during my whole marriage. Why do it again? Right. So, you know, you don't like it. You don't like it. I don't, I don't care. I don't want people to like me differently. Like if you don't like me, I'm perfectly fine. You don't like me. I I have plenty of people that do the way I am. Yeah. And I like that little piece, that little nugget that you just dropped in that I think people are going to miss about, Walking around on eggshells in your marriage, I don't want to do this again. A lot of us who come to the other side, we don't spend enough time, and this is just my freaking opinion, so take it for what it's worth, guys. I don't think we spend enough time saying, here's what I don't want again. We kind of know we don't, but we start going immediately for, here's what I want. Here's what I want. Well, that's great. Yes, I would like, you know whatever I want a handsome guy who's built who's got a good okay great all that stuff starts to happen but I'd invite you to spend a little bit or a lot of time going okay what is the things that I really didn't want to do I don't want to walk on eggshells okay great so what does that look like get really clear about it because the more clear we can get about our don'ts the more clarity we'll have about what we really do want and a lot of people just kind of shine that off they just like, okay, I'm going for this. This time I'm going to get this kind of gal, this kind of guy, 
we're gonna have this kind of that and then suddenly out of the blue the eggshell shows up and you start feeling like oh wow i did not see that coming so well, and then you also look at new relationship you have to take the goggles of the previous relationship yes. off before you start with the new one because then you start seeing patterns that you saw in your previous relationship and that tells you oh this is going to be exactly the same thing and it's yep. not necessarily going to be it so you have to really get rid of a lot of things before you 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 find your next person so and i think that's a perfect place to bring us to a full wrap here because i love the analogy of you got to take the goggles off from the last relationship to move forward into the next one and i don't know what else you could actually say brother other than that's awesome so but i will ask you what is one thing you've learned most about yourself post-divorce that you're really glad you can now see. Besides that I'm totally awesome. Well, uh, well you know that, you know. <laughs> the whole reason I even became friends with you, I see you walking, you know, the first convention we're at, I'm like, he's hot. And I'm like, oh, great. he's great. But anyway, you know, there we go. True confessions from 40-plus men. Right there, you have it, guys. You were catcalling. Like, Woo-hoo! I'm I like, was, I was catcalling. Come here. Give me a hug, man. Earl, come over here. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that... I'm perfectly fine being alone. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people move on from relationship to relationship because they don't want to be alone. Yep. So they'll take any relationship. And I think it's really important to learn to be alone and then share that space with somebody else. I don't believe in other halves. I believe that you can be whole and find in this podcast, it's interesting, you can be whole and find your other whole. Yes. But I mean, <laughs> you can be a whole fruit. And find another fruit to share the fruit bowl with. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the other half. So. Yeah, he's just the best guest. I mean, it's like, I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> he delivers this freaking wisdom. I'm like, I could just sit back and drink wine and eat chocolate. So, so there you have it, my friend Leo Cardenas. And here's the thing. He is an amazing, amazing body language person. We're going to have links to his website and all that stuff so you can check out what he does there. But you know what, bro? I'm really excited. You, you for the audience, he's the first one that got to record um, for this new podcast. And I don't think I could have asked for a better, let's kick this thing off. Let's go deep. Let's get naked. Let's truly talk about the freaking erectile dysfunctions of our male life that we rarely talk about. So thanks so much, bro, for being here. I truly dig that we had. Oh, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Awesome, bro. Talk soon. Bye, man. That's a wrap for 40 plus. Real men, real talk. Where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk, where the conversations continue.